You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dancing Man, a fabulous invalid podcast featuring exclusive behind-the-scenes interviews with the cast and creative team of Bob Fosse's Dancing on Broadway. I'm Rob Russo. I'm Jamie Dumont. And we're your hosts. We're also excited to be co-producers of Dancing on Broadway and thrilled to be back in the Roosevelt Cocktail Room at Civilian for another conversation with a member of the cast. Yes, and joining us this week is cast member Yaman Brown. Yaman has extensive experience in concert dance and has performed in music videos. Named one of Dance Magazine's top 25 to watch, Yaman made his Broadway debut in Jagged Little Pill and is now, of course, a member of the extraordinary company of Dancing. I am really looking forward to chatting with him. I know, me too. Let's do it. Great. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. You've now done, what, 60 performances of dancing? Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. And um, there was San Diego, right? Yeah. Then you came here, mm-hmm. tech, mm-hmm. previews, 60 performances. That includes previews, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's that's all of that. So it's my long-winded way of saying, how are you feeling? I feel, I feel lucky. I feel very grateful. Mm. I feel so honored. I don't know. You say 60 and I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you see me? Like I had to look at my notes again to make sure I had that number right. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, you just keep inhaling, keep exhaling and like try not to fall off the stage. <laughs> 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 not necessarily. Uh, they do tally backstage. There's a tally going of the performances, I, but like, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I thought you were going to say there was a tally of how many times people have fallen Fall off, off stage and- or fallen or... Yeah. Probably just all of them are me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a distinct honor yeah, that yeah. you only you have. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you, we do our best to stay standing, <laughs> but it's hard. Dancing is hard. Oh, Dancing yeah. is hard. This is the thing that we, you know, you're not our first guest member we've spoken to. And the thing that the two things that we've learned, what an incredibly tight company this is, right? Yeah. Like what a company that's just founded on respect and all of those like really core great things. Mm -hmm. And also that this is a workout, right? Like it is, it is, it's a tough show. And which probably those, those two things probably support each other because Mm. it is hard. And because it is difficult, you kind of like bond in the, 
<laughs> we're doing we're doing hard things and yeah. we're doing it together. And the only way we're going to get through this with each other. And I feel very lucky. Like, oh, yeah. This company is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a unique show structurally. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're all principal dancers. Mm-hmm. You're all in the same plane. Yeah. And you all have your moments to shine. Yeah. You know, which is what's so cool about it. And I think we also all have very unique, uh, unique gifts that we bring to the space yes. and things that we can inspire each other on and things that we uniquely do that someone else doesn't do. Right. So there's not really space for competition or, you know, that type of situation. Well, one of the great things we've done on this podcast is we've talked with everyone about the moments where they do shine, right? Their, yeah. their, their soloist moments or mm-hmm. the, the features or whatever. So we can't sit with you and not talk about Bojangles. Oh. Right out of the gate, right? Right Let's after the it. opening. Let's get it. Uh, you know, we settle in after the craziness of Crunchy Granola Suite. Yeah. And then we get to experience, you know, the beauty of... Mr. Bojangles, yeah. which we talked to Corinne a little bit about and Wayne and Manny about how for this revival of dancing, mm-hmm. it's been sort of reimagined a little. Yes. Um, yeah. Can you share a little bit about what it's like to step into the role of the poet spirit oh, and my. what it's been like learning the piece and performing it? Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of surreal. I, I like to think of it as like movement meditation. I mm. like to think of it also as like the actual start of my show. I like to think of it as uh, like time travel almost. Um, I start the piece. We do the we do the poem, right. uh, which is written by Langston Hughes. Well, before I do the poem, there's the video clippings that show, and I like to think of it as like before I speak is like me meeting all of those great performers who have come before me and who will come after me. Us all meeting in this one space, and let's all taking an inhale and exhale together. Mm. before we go and we do the rest of the show it feels uh it feels like a great way of like remembering it's not about me and performing in this space it's about me meeting history me meeting god me meeting you know i don't know it feels very i feel very honored to it's do spiritual it, it, it feels. feels very spiritual yeah. yeah you're not up there alone i'm not up there alone i also like to count the lights in the space ah. And like, think about all of the artists of color who have probably been in this theater and had to like, you know, look at those exit signs as like a point of reference or like counting the amount of stairs that I'm walking down as I come down to join Jacob and Manny on the deck. Like, like, how can I ground myself in this moment of like, it's not about you. No need to be nervous. Just do the steps and get off the stage. You're yeah. channeling a legacy in exactly. that way. Exactly. How many steps are there down to the deck? It How depends on when I start counting. Oh, uh, okay. I have to. So I, so <laughs> I don't know if you notice this, but I go up to the highest level of the the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. I start there. Then I walk down to the second level to give uh, the speech. On Sunday, we call it the Sunday sermon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, then I come down. Um, and so I think there's six steps and then a pivot that could make it be eight to each platform. And <laughs> yeah. so math. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me to do math. Those at home, you do the math yourselves. Yeah. But I was just realizing that you have another opportunity to count steps because you're back up there in the second act for big deal. But I go to the other scaffolding, which I have to take a ladder. a ladder. Yeah. And those ladders terrify me. Right. You literally climb I'm all climbing. of the scaffolding. You're I'm the climber cl- of the cast. I'm apparently. climbing. We yeah. all climbing them. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. let me, don't let me. We all climbing, but I am climbing in a suit. Yes. Mostly every oh, yeah. time. And oh, yeah. 
Stress. But the suit moves, right? The <laughs> suit is yeah. like it's it's oh it's you you have movement in that. Oh, they suit. they really set me up with these suits. Yeah. I can yeah. dance in them. I can move in them. That's right. Because both times you're in a suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh and I gosh. love that first suit. Oh, that first suit. The Bojangles great. suit is yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I love it so much. All of the costumes, Reed and Harriet, are genius. They showed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, they did. They really, oh, they, they really, really showed out. Sure. So when you and Jacob are dancing. I keep saying dancing and not dancing. Appropriately I enough. Keep, yeah. It happens every time. But when you two are both doing Bojangles, is there an exchange of energy between the two of you? For sure. It's inevitable, I think. Uh, anytime we're doing partner work, it's mm -hmm. like it has to be a conversation to be aware even when you're not dancing together. Did that for you. Thank you. <laughs> Noted. Uh, like even like when we're like not physically touching, we have to be we have to be aware of each other in the space. Um, and it's interesting. Like Iden goes on for Jacob's track, and I remember the first time that Iden went on, I was just so proud that this young dancer was like able to listen and to be in the space and to take on that part without it feeling like I'm doing the steps and being on my number he actually was there present with me and listening. And I think that's so, so special about what that number offers because there are other numbers in the piece where it's like, I need you to be on your leg and do the thing so that we can get through to the end. I do think the Bojangles number is about being present mm. and like listening to not just each other, but to the space. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's truly an honor, especially with Jacob, man, that guy. Like he's incredible, right? Like, have yeah. you? He can dance. That boy can. He, can, that he boy really. Beat. Somebody, somebody. One of the people that we spoke to, I want to say it was Nando. Or it could have been Tony. Was they were referencing Jacob in um, in Calypso, and they yes. said they said he's a beast. Yes. Just the way he leaps, or I can't remember yeah, what what yeah. one yeah. moment it was doing. I think it was when he leaps, and they they just said he's a beast, and I thought that's what a perfect like it's, that's a compliment, right? It's like, correct. Yeah, it's so correct, man. Like also, I was watching him in the Big Deal, like so I get to stand on the side of the stage, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, I get to watch the whole bit happen. And that boy is dead. Like it's it's like in a pocket, and it's clean, it's subtle. It's not like, I don't know. I think Mr. Fossey would be very proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, agree. I think he'd be proud of all of you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I can say I so myself. So. I yeah, hope yeah, so. Yeah. No, but that, that the, the Bojangles is really, you know, given the legacy of both the, the, the dance itself, but then also what it means, you yeah. know, and the way that it's been set up. I bet I have a little party trick where I ask everyone who sees the show, you know, what their favorite number was. Okay. And it's fine because everybody always gives different answers. But yeah. I'm always struck by how frequently Bojangles is the answer wow. just by virtue of the fact that it comes so early in the show. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's a second number. There's so much more show to happen. Exactly. And usually, you know, you would think that someone would get, you know, blown away by sing, sing, sing or mm -hmm. be me daddy or whatever it is. Right. So I always love when someone says it was Bojangles because I think that means it stayed with them. Right. right. Like it, right. it, it really got into the soul mm -hmm. and touched the spirit. And, and that's what the number does, right? Good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I love that people are moved by it. And then of course, you know, the next time you're on stage is something very different. <laughs> the boxing. The <moment>. boxing. <laughs> Stress. Where I, I like to think of you like a ninja in that number. Thank you. You're doing those, <laughs> those moves, you know, it's like yeah, <laughs> very it's, athletic. It's like, let's go. No place to hide. It's yeah. like, let's get it. I'm still trying to wrap my, every time I see it, I try, I cannot wrap my head around the movement where you three have your legs up and your arm, mm -hmm. your hand is in your thigh and you're twisting. And I just, I don't know how the body does that. 
for as long as it feels like it goes on forever. It does. <laughs> feels that way while you're dancing it. Yeah. And once it's over, it's like, all right, downhill, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's downhill. Is it, that the hardest part of the number? Well, you all enter on a trampoline we too, which let's the not doing sleep a dive on that. Roll. Yeah. I don't I, like it. Stresses me out. We've done sixty performances. Yeah. You say yeah. Uh, it stresses me out every time the to, trampoline to, to the dive roll. Yeah. I just don't know why. I don't know why that's to me feels like the hardest part. Yeah. Well, because you're literally flying through the air. Yes. And <laughs> so, then also the it's understandable. I don't even know what you would even call that one legged movement that yeah. we do to the side of the stage, depending on the stickiness of the stage. Mm. Depending on like, you know, what I ate for dinner, it's always just like, are we going to make it? And this is going on forever. (laughs) Yeah. And then I have the boys downstage with me and I like have to stay in between them. I'm like, oh my God, I hope I don't. What if I don't move and I miss the window? I don't know. There's so much stress I can have. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of try to drop into the music of it all. Just stay on beat. I mean, what a, (laughs) what a groove, right? Uh I want to live my life. To that music yes. specifically, right? Yeah, like once the music starts, it's like, all right, the train's going, let's go. Right? I mean, do, do you, does that give you energy yes. when you're up there? Like maybe it's the eighth performance of the week and you're exhausted, but like those drums start. Let's dance, boys. Yeah. And also like dance with the boys. It's just, yeah, let's go. One of my favorite moments in the entire show. I know where this is going. You know where this is going. And this is not, this is, you're the second person I've spoken to this about. But your pers- your experience will be different, which is in trombone solo, when you have Corey dangling off of you. I love that. That's not where I'm going with this. My favorite moment, and I noticed it the first time I sat in the mezzanine, when you guys go off stage, your her whole dismount, that whole movement off stage to the dismount is choreographed. That to me is thrilling to watch like how that happens. So yeah. I've heard how Corey gets down, but yeah. like, okay, what are you two boys doing? My thought, my thought, my thought pattern there. <laughs> First of all, we're, we're dripping, especially when it's humid. We're dripping. Me and Ronnie are dripping. I hadn't even thought of that. She's dangling from our arms. <laughs> Wet and arms. She's just like, <laughs> gripped over there. It could go bad. Yeah. It could go bad very easily. Has it? Never. I'm not it? dropping my sister. Yo, you got, I love that person. I love, I love Corey so much. I'm not dropping <laughs> yeah. her. I'm going down first. Yeah. Right. As you can imagine, I am the sacrifice of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind going down. It's whatever. So first thing I'm thinking is grab Corey, make sure we're secure there. Second thing I'm thinking house, house, right. House, right. Can see yeah. this. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got to stay. We got to stay in the bit. So grab Corey, make sure she's secure. We're going to the other room to finish this threesome. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get her up. Let's walk her up the room and be cool because you got this hot lady and this hot guy. Be cool. So as we go to this other room and I want this person who's sitting house right to see this. And so I always just unbutton one. I mean, bring down one of my suspenders. To continue the belief that oh. we're going to the other room to finish this moment. So Colta can have her moment. <laughs> well, I I gotta say, I love from the moment it starts until yeah. you end, I just it's just perfection. I, I assume her work is all like core abs and and you and Ron, it's just arms, right? Arms, or, arms and don't trip on the beats. Yeah. Cause you got Corey upside down. Yeah. And there's beats everywhere. Everywhere. When the you, carnage of the beads. The, you know? Everywhere. I mean, just coming for my life. It's like, 
Not that I made it all the way to Broadway and these beads are the ones that are going to take me out. <laughs> Not, Not today. today. <laughs> a second ago, you were like, I don't understand why we roll off a trampoline into this number. And when you said that, I was thinking, well, because Bob Fosse told you to, right? Like, I mean, that's, you know, Wayne told you to. Mm-hmm. Like, Bob Fosse thought it out. Like, that's just how it is. But now that I think about, like, when I really think about you two holding Corey <laughs> upside down as you come downstage and that, like, who? Why? Who wrote that? See? Why? Yeah, no, just, you're right. Why? Just why? <laughs> I'll tell you why, because it is thrilling it is to watch. It really so is. Good. It is. And the way that all your arms, her arms are moving, and it 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 is. Now I know what happens when. I know. Now, oh, I, know now yeah. I know where it goes. Now I know where it goes. Mr. Fossey, I hope you're not mad at me for telling. I, I love that number. It's one yeah. of my favorites. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Well, the, the three of you all, I mean, that through the whole section, not just the hanging upside down exit off stage, but that whole section. I mean, the, the chemistry that the three of you have, yeah. it's palpable. Right. Do you want to know? Can I give, is this, are we allowed to give away secrets? Give yeah, secrets. secrets. Come on. Oh Tell my us God. everything. I'm a talker on stage. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm. I'm here to like make sure that we're all present. Like I think that's the best part of live theater. Anything can happen. I often whisper things to, <laughs> like? to, to Corey and Ron during that bit, uh-huh. especially like leading up to before we like do the surprise mm-hmm. because they used to have to count it for me because I used to couldn't hear when it was about to come. So they yeah. used to have to count to me. Now I know when it's coming, whatever. And so recently <laughs> I've been going, sex. <laughs> Drugs, Fosse. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite is to try to see how if Corey can keep a straight face. Yeah. <laughs> if Ronnie will get me later for. And so I just like to like throw different things and like, oh yeah, come on, girl, come sit on Daddy lap. Like things like that, just inappropriate. What what I love about the whole show is that you guys are never just dancing. Mm-mm. I mean, you're you're dancing, of course. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's the storytelling, it's the acting. I mean, you just shared the little menage a trois that's going yeah. on off stage, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's all of that. So, like, of course, you would you would hit those like, those things and go sex, you know? Like, yes, I, I like it. how we say three way and Rob is a menage a trois. <laughs> Seven years of French, you know. So I fancy. I gotta use it. And then, of course, we already talked about Big Deal a little bit, but you get to play Charlie, Charlie Lightning Waters. Come on, Charlie. You know? Were you familiar with Big Deal at all no. before stepping in? I mean, no one is, right? No, it is such a huge I wasn't familiar with, flop. I wasn't familiar with a lot of Mr. Fossey's work. Like, yeah. This was a really good opportunity for me to go and do the research. Yeah, yeah. To look into something that, like, you know, it's a big part of all of our lives because he permeated pop and art cultures. Oh, yeah. So in such a special way, his work. And so to look into this thing that not many people know about was great. My mom and her family are from South Side of Chicago. Oh. Like, I, like, that's where the show takes place. So that was fun to like, totally. get to like, look at it from that perspective of like seeing my uncles and my aunts, you know, and imagining them in the big deal. Yeah. Um, Oh, I have so much fun in that scene. I bet. And the evolution of that scene, like we, because we've taken things out, added things in, uh, remembering which parts are out and which parts are in was fun. <laughs> Did you have a night where you you put in something that had been taken yeah, out? For sure. It actually happened last week. And I was like, yeah, that line got cut months ago. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, am I? <laughs> and then like also remembering like what parts of like the character development mm. aren't a part of the character development that the now audience doesn't know. I imagine 
this is a, the big deal section within mm -hmm. dancing is a really cool opportunity for you to be an actor. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you move, you're smooth in it, but yeah. you don't, you don't dance dance no, not at in all. that whole section. Not at all. Right. You I just get to do some scene work almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was that daunting at all in the middle of a dance show to like suddenly have to like play a character that's so specific or is I it exciting? Just, I think I was too excited. Yeah, yeah. I think I was just so excited to like be able to dive into that uh, as an actor, yeah. like, you know, and like to have the opportunity and to do it with like these beast of, you know, yeah. humans that yeah. are great actors and great dancers and great performers to be able to just have that moment where I could focus on that as what I'm doing in my present, mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. work. Well, we, we were at a bunch of the previews and we watched the evolution of your exit. Oh yeah. Off stage uh, when you first interact with Manny, right? Yeah. And all the different lines. Oh right? yeah. So great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. And I feel like where you guys landed was less is more in a way. Exactly. Right? Like it's all in the body language mm -hmm. in the way you exit now, as opposed to the words you're saying. Which I think Mr. Fossey would love. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think he'd love that, that yeah. the body tells the story. Right? You know, yeah. The action. It's that editing that gets you to... The essence, the essence of what it is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dancing is your second Broadway show yes. after Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the company of Jagged Little Pill was, you know, the ensemble in particular was not your typical Broadway ensemble. Mm, yeah. And I think it's safe to say that the same is true of dancing, right? It's exactly. not, not, not necessarily what you might expect as the ensemble of an all dance show because mm. of so much diversity of experiences and strengths and, you know, all of it, all the, all the different backgrounds that you all bring right. to the show. Um, do you think... Well, I mean, I guess I kind of just answered it and you did too by agreeing, you know, that like the two shows in a way almost kind of share that same bond in terms of the way it was cast and, and who were the personnel in the ensembles. It's unicorns. It's very unique. It's not like, I don't know. I feel very lucky about that, that in very unique and diverse shows that like maybe aren't like the traditional Broadway shows that might be playing across the street. Yeah. And I think that's great for New York city. I think that's great for people coming to see Broadway that they can see the possibility that it's not just one thing. Broadway isn't just one thing. Yeah. So I feel lucky that I've been honored to be a part of such diverse cast and I hope I've like been able to help and support you know, in a way, the stories that are being told. Because mm -hmm. we're telling, both shows tell very specific types of stories. Yeah. And I feel honored to align myself with that type of energy. Yeah. I didn't know Cabaret was here too. Oh yeah. Sorry. So we're, we're in the, My the blue room at, uh, at Civilian, surrounded by Broadway memorabilia. Uh, yeah. I'm it sorry. looks like a set design, yeah, right? Yeah, from... my ADHD going off. 
I was thinking about the different Broadway shows that we're surrounded by in yeah. this room. Taking a step back, tell us where are you from? How did you begin dancing? Oh, dancing. See, I keep dancing. doing it. How, when, when did you start dancing? I mean, I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. Whoop, whoop, go Florida. <laughs> my mom will say I've been dancing all my life, and she would know because. She was there. She, she was there. I went to a Christian school for the performance art, performing arts, Metropolitan Christian Academy of the Arts was mm. where I went growing up for elementary school. And that's <laughs> art, religion, them coming together. I feel like that really set me up for a really special life as a person. And so I've always been dancing. Like my, my family is a family of musicians. My dad mm. plays, I think, piano, organ, trombone, trumpet multiple instruments. Oh, wow. Yeah. My siblings all play instruments. I play the body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I practiced, you know, I practiced on the drums, but like it was very clear that I wanted to be on the stage, be moving. Can't stand still. Can't sit still. Nicole said to us that her father used to say, you have to either play the drums or dance, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it, there was no option for us not yeah. to like be musical, I think. And so I yeah. think we share that. I didn't, I didn't start going to a formal dance class until I think sophomore year of high school. Uh, I was doing the musicals and there was this guy who was just like, you know, you could just do the dance breaks. You could just like go to dance class. And I was like, oh yeah. He was like, I go to take ballet at the studio around the corner. You want to come with me one day to class? And I was like, yeah, I should. And I went with them, loved it, and started taking class sophomore, yeah, sophomore year of high school. Wow. And then went to university at Florida State, uh, the dance program there, had a blast. Did more concert dance after that, after moving to the city. And moved here in 2013 and been rocking ever since. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you have an extensive uh, background in concert dance. Let's not yeah. dwell on that, right? <laughs> I mean, you've worked with a lot of great yeah. artists. Very, very lucky. How, did you, how, how do you find that world different or similar to being in a musical? Mm. Hmm. I think what I like about, I like the repetition of the eight shows a week. I like the opportunity to, I like that aspect of it. Uh, in a lot of the concert dance work, you like rehearse for like months, you build, you build research, you develop, you develop, uh, you do teaching engagements, uh, but you usually don't get eight shows a week to like, you know, do the thing, which is kind of great. Like, you know, it makes those like that weekend of performances very precious. Then you'll go and do like a different weekend or sometimes do a split bill. Um, but I love the, I love the repetition of eight times a week. I love the way that it like forces you to be present and to like, you know, evolve. I feel yeah. lucky to have all of these experiences so yeah. that when I do create whatever I will create for stage or camera or whatever my own personal legacy as a creative artist will be, I feel like I have all of this information to pull from. Mm. You've also been in several music videos too. I love, I love a good music video. Yeah. I so was raised on music videos. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and me and VH1 and MTV. There you go. Right? BET. That was, those were my three channels. I, do, do you think that like young people today, mm -hmm. if I can say young people today, now I suddenly feel very old, <laughs> but like, do you think they are like missing something by not having that yeah. same culture that, you know, I think we're relatively of the same age, you know, what we had growing up? Yeah, definitely. Like they don't. Do you remember making the video that yes. used to be on MTV? Oh, 100%. That yes. like is like a part of my core. Like I want to be an artist. I want to create. I yeah. want to be on set. I want to be in rehearsal all the time yeah. so that 
I can produce this thing that'll make this person in middle of America feel like they can see this world outside of mm. what they're experiencing. So yes, I do feel like they're missing something. I do feel like they've also <laughs> made their own. They've also True. created their right. own. We didn't avenue. have TikTok. You know? We didn't have TikTok. We didn't right. have people coming and doing behind the scenes and right. like explaining exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's different. But yeah, I was raised, I was Michael Jackson, like music videos like mm. that. That was like why I wanted to dance. Well, name more iconic music videos. You can't. I'm, you can't. Right. <laughs> you can't. And, like, and the influence of Bob Fosse is is in those music videos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, Michael. <laughs> I think Michael himself would even say that. Like, you yeah. know, that he looked up to Bob the most. I mean, the snake dance is probably the blueprint for Michael Jackson's iconic style. Do you find that dancing on film versus dancing on stage is a different sort of mental frame that you have to work through? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, film is more subtle, mm -hmm. A, um, in my experience. Uh, and it's not, yeah, it's a different, it's a different like wiring. Yeah. Sometimes on stage, I like to think of you're doing this for camp. Like I like to give myself that, that challenge of like, do this, do it tonight as though it's for a camera mm. and think about the camera being over there. Think about the camera being on Carly's shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, just to like stay aware. It's a very different brain that I feel like I have to turn on and turn off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wayne shared with us that one of his ideas conceptually for this production was if Bob Fosse were filming it, you know, sort of what would that look like? What would that feel like? And, you know, that's why you've got the scaffolding and mm -hmm. it's more cinematic and he's incorporated dances from the film world of Fosse as well. Uh, yeah, I love that. I think it also makes our work less presentational, mm. uh, less just front facing, even right. though people are sitting in a proscenium. Uh, like they like to, to me, I like to think, what if the camera's behind, like, you know, coming from the back diagonal, how can I serve to that camera as well? Mm -hmm while we're getting the wide shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, editing in your mind. Yeah, yeah, I mean, have you ever thought about directing? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it oh. sounds like you have the brain of a director. Oh, oh for sure. I got to be the uh, assistant uh, choreographer for the Jagged Little Pill tour. Oh, cool. And I got to help uh, Larby and Diane uh, as we taught this new company of Jagged and took it on the road. And I, I loved being able to support the work in that way and taking notes and being like, eh this worked, this is how you can communicate and help people get to that vision. And this didn't work. Um, and like watching, you know, great directors, uh, I feel very lucky enough to have seen that. And I do, I do feel like one day I'll direct. I think you should. It's interesting to me also the, it feels like with the company of Danson, there's a high percentage of, of your company that have been assistant choreographers, dance captains, which are understudies, swings, you know, yeah, which yeah. are, check, yeah, check, which, check. which are all very <laughs> sort of either add-ons to your existing job, right. Yeah. Or, or take a specific type of person, right. Not everybody can be a dance captain. Not everybody can be a swing. Not everybody can be a cover. Like these are hard very difficult jobs, right? Yeah. Um, I would imagine so would be, uh, so is uh, assistant choreographing because you, you, you have your job, right? Uh -huh. Then you have to do this other job. Uh -huh. Again, it speaks to, I think, the, the level of dancer that's in dancing. And it also, I feel like, influenced the way that I perform now because I've had those experiences. I've been on those other side, the other side that when I am in the space and someone's giving me a note, it's like, Ah, they're giving me that note because they're trying to get me to fit into the 
greater picture or they they're seeing the they're the outside view and they're trying to help me get to the most uh, essential way of supporting that picture. Does Which that is, make sense? It does. Yeah. And it's such a better way of receiving a note versus the, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Taking right. I'm being scolded. Right. Being right. Defensive I'm, about I'm it. failing, yeah, whatever. Exactly. You're, you're taking that and throwing it the other, turning it around. Exactly. And make it a pot, making it a positive. Cause it is a positive. It is a positive. And you only know that because you've done that job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to think of what we're doing as being in service not just to the work, but to each other, the people that we're working with. And if you're not serving the scene, if you're not serving your scene partner, if you're not serving the entire environment, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you up here? Are you just serving your own ego? That's fine, but like, how can we serve each other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think because of being on the other side of the table, I've like been like, ah, I see, I see that you have so much energy and you like want to do well, but how can you make your well intention serve the work and not just wanting to do well? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, it's it such a great It's insight. called community. Yeah. It's, it's, it's called support. Right. It's yeah. community. Yeah. It's called respect. It's a lot of things that sometimes fall by the wayside, yeah. right? That, sh- that don't need to, because yeah. what you're saying ultimately is if we're all serving the greater good, whatever that is, yeah. Yeah, if this, and in this instance, the show, mm-hmm. then the show is going to be better. Exactly. And isn't that what we all want? And we'll all be better because the show is great. Yeah. 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 And as an audience member, it's more interesting exactly. yeah. to watch people who are supporting each other mm-hmm. rather than just me, 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 me. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. that, that, that can be fun for one number. But shout. But like, it's like there's not much past that. Yeah. <laughs> it wears out its welcome really fast. <laughs> well, you uh, had the opportunity to write a piece for Dance Magazine. Yeah. Um, which... If you're listening to this podcast, go find it, read it. It's a really, <laughs> really beautiful piece of writing. Oh, that's kind. Thank uh, you. So thank you for doing that. Awesome. Um, you know, just sort of sharing reflections on your career and and what it means to be in this show and, mm-hmm. and all of it. It's a very lovely personal essay. But I was struck by something you you said in it. You know, you you talked about the challenges of being oh, yeah. a dancer. You're very mm-hmm. candid, very honest. And I'm going to read you a quote because, you know, you said there were times where I didn't know how I was going to pay for my next meal. And I still had to be ready to perform with a can-do attitude. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. And I think- Talk to us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that, thank you for bringing up that essay. It, it was very surreal that they even wanted to hear from me. And I was like, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> um, but how they do it is they like send you questions and mm-hmm. you just answer yeah. in essay format. They ask questions like the challenges about being a performer. And I feel- I feel that sometimes it was articulated to me. uh, Maybe that wasn't articulated to me as a younger performer that like, you know, you will have to struggle. Yeah. That suffering is inherent and like, you know, climbing to the top and not just being sore, not just not getting the gig. Sometimes you'll get the gig and you'll get another gig, but it'll take months for your checks to come. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and for multiple gigs and, we live in New York city. It's expensive to live here. Oh yeah. Um, and so like as a young dancer moving to the city and like, you know, I've got opportunity, I got opportunity. And then you're like, wait, when's the check coming? And they're like, Oh, you have up to 30 days. They have up to 30 days to submit the check. And then it could take two weeks in the mail. It's just like, but I have to eat today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I have savings, but like, 
I don't know. And so I just wanted to really speak that, like I experienced that I had to endure that. Um, and I didn't die gratefully, <laughs> but it was hard and it was challenging. And I'm very lucky that I'm not in that space anymore. Yeah. Um, and that there's encouragement and to like, if you can find ways to support yourself and to carry, to power through, to be, you know, positive yeah. and to do the gig and do good work, uh, Hopefully you'll come out on the other side. I'm always very touched by hearing the personal stories of what the incredibly talented members of this cast have done mm -hmm. just to survive. Exactly. Right. I mean, I, Tony shared with us, he was working as a barista at a Starbucks in a hospital. That's amazing. Right. <laughs> Dondo was in, was an elementary school teacher during the pandemic, yeah, you know, yeah. like all the things that folks have done. And you think about it, I mean, imagine the next time you get your coffee, think like the person handed it to you might be the most incredible dancer. Yeah, I mean. Or I, actor or singer or acrobat or whatever, right? You know, yeah. like. Talking about service, working, I worked at SoulCycle when I first moved to the city. Like my first job outside of a theater, outside of a studio, mm -hmm. outside of a dance class. I love that job, like, because it taught me how to be of service. It wasn't about me being, uh, me being a performer, literally had on a gray t-shirt signing people up to go have an experience spraying shoes yeah. how can i serve you it's satisfying it's, right it's satisfying and yeah. like you know i think it made me a better like made me understand what it meant to be of service on stage it made me appreciate the moments when i was you know able to book shows i think those outside moments influence are on stage moments yeah. is i guess it's what i'm saying very hard to carve out a life in the arts mm -hmm. that is just a life in the arts. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, as much as, you know, you might wish or hope that that would be, you know, all encompassing. But on the flip side, as you're sharing, you learn so much from other experiences. Yeah. And I think it translates beyond what you do on the stage. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. whatever, whatever it is that one does to sort of make ends meet, mm -hmm. I think particularly when you're in a public facing, like when mm -hmm. you, when you're in a public facing job, because those can be tough. The public can be tough, yeah. right? Customer service is a really hard job because yeah. the customer is usually an asshole mm -hmm. <laughs> or can be. And I think that it, it, what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't, it, it, it affects all aspects of your life, right? right? It makes you better to other people just in your day-to-day -day mm -hmm. experience. It makes you a better person on stage as a company member or dancer. It's not just, it really does affect how you look at everything. Yeah. You learn compassion in a really visceral way. Like you, um, I remember I used to have some people that I would work with, they'd be like, those people are just so upset and so angry, yada, yada, yada. I was just like, but like, we don't know what, we don't know why they're coming here. You never know what someone's dealing with. And by you having, being compassionate and holding space for them, you could make their day, you could change their lives. And I, I don't take that lightly. Sometimes you, the curtain, the, the barn door is open and the theater is half full, but they're, it's still half full. There's still people who came to see us dance and by us dancing and having a good time that could, you know, inspire someone else to get up and dance and have a good time. You know what I mean? Like, and so I don't, I, I think it's very, I feel very lucky that I get to practice and experience compassion in that way. We, I, I had a longtime friend, I shared the voicemail with you who saw the show. And I mean, she was literally on the verge of tears in this voicemail talking about how it was the first time that she had really like truly felt like joy oh, 
good in years because of you know the terror of the pandemic mm -hmm. and like just what life has been like for so many people you know and like and she used to be a dancer yeah and so i think you know she teaches yoga so coming back and seeing you all in such a joyous you know production but also like the greatest dancers <laughs> ever in yeah. this company you know it, it gave her such joy and you're doing that every day it's so special i fully believe and i feel very lucky that I get to do a show that I think uh, points at that joy, points at the like, we're here now together. And there's a full orchestra here giving mm. us a funky beat. Yeah. Why not dance? Do you have a favorite moment in the show? A favorite step, a favorite <sighs> song, a favorite, it could be anything. Oh, come on, are you serious? Uh -huh. <laughs> I am. One, one favorite moment. I have so many favorite moments. Well, share give a us couple. a couple. Yeah, share a couple. It can be a tear. Our band is insane. Yeah. Like our shout out to the band. The band is right? incredible. It's crazy that you can't see them. I'm like, why don't we have like a camera that like shoots, not shoots. I don't know. Like at the end when we thank them, like right. can like yeah. a camera come up and like yeah. see these, be they're, they're down there grooving. So the yeah. band is definitely one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, the other day we're getting ready for dancing man. And I said to, <laughs> we're like, getting into our suits, we're sweating, we're dying. I was like, guys, there's a full orchestra that is here just for us, playing just for us. How freaking lucky are we? Like, everyone dies laughing. They're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know, it's just like, it just hit me. <laughs> there's a full orchestra here for us to dance. And I just love that. So that's one of my favorites, the band. Mm. Also when different people swap in in the band and you hear different things, yes. they come out different ways. I'm like, oh, that boy is really playing. Ah, uh, great. Jacob's song. Uh, no reason at all. No. Yeah. I, I want to be one of Jacob's backup dancers for that song. Like <laughs> I'm getting into my suit for Charlie and I'm like, this my jam. Well, that groove drops and Boy, it's like, what? <laughs> I love it so much. You feel the audience too. People start to go, oh, okay. Oh, it's so funky <laughs> and it's short. It's yeah. short. I love it so much. So that's another one of my favorite moments. The end of Sing, Sing, Sing. <laughs> mm. All right. I hope I don't get in trouble for this. <laughs> Peter, sometimes we're, we're exhausted sometimes okay. by the end of that number. And Peter and I have to sugar back on stage for that last section. He's literally just screaming. He's like, I love my life. I love to dance. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite moments because it's just like, we're dying. Like I could pass out. I don't know. But listening to him scream like that literally is the funniest thing to me. And I'm just, it like makes it all worth it. So I love that moment. We all have to come back on for the last bit of sing, 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 mostly because of Peter screaming. That number is bonkers. <laughs> that number is insane. Well, it never ends. It never you know? ends. Also, yeah. I love you've proven my point again. Um, which is whenever we ask this question, inevitably somebody picks a moment that's not their own moment, yes. right? Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody shouts out, which again, just goes back to what we're saying about what a unique, wonderful company this is. Cause yeah. you, you chose moments that weren't actually yours. You chose the band. Nobody's, nobody's actually pegged the orchestra. Um, yeah. so you. thank you for that because they are rocking and they are, it is a, it is a, really great sound and they have to play all kind. I mean, I, I understand yeah. that's what an orchestra does, but, yeah. but they do have like, they, they rock when they need to, mm -hmm. they swing when they need to take you They're, to church when you need to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, they're artists too. I uh -huh. mean, that's the thing is like, it's not a machine, mm -mm. right? Just like your bodies aren't machines. Yeah. How you're feeling that day influences how you dance, 
how they're feeling that day influences how they sound. Right. The right? humidity, the, you totally. know, like they're, they're so they're, many factors. They have to yeah. be present. They have to be as present as we are. And yeah. I really feel like we're together. And like, we see them during our changes. Like yeah. they're there with us in the basement. They're great. Love you guys. I have to ask. Uh, okay. What does Bob Fosse mean to you? Uh, uh, I know two unfair questions back to back. I get it. What does Bob Fosse mean to me? He, I mean, human potential. Like, uh, I think about agency. I think about specificity. I think about, I think what I, I was trying to get at with um, bringing up cabaret is like, I think he was about like, how can, like, yeah, we can dance, but how can we be specific with choosing to do just this thing or choosing like, I have my hands. How can I use these hands? How can I be specific with how I use these hands and how can I be impactful with how I use these hands and subtle or flashy or, you know, so when I think about Bob Fosse, I think about specificity and my agency of how I use my life and how I use my body. Um, I think about, I think about how he's inspired all of my favorite people, mm. notably Beyonce, Giselle Knowles and Michael Jackson. I think about Usher. I think about uh, Liza. I think about, you know, I think about some, one human who used his agency to inspire other people. And I hope that I could be, do that as well for other people. So that's what I think about when I think about Bob Fosse. Well, that brings us full circle because we started this interview by talking about how at the beginning of Mr. Bojangles, you look at that film strip mm -hmm. and you think of the legacy and the yeah. channeling of it, right? Yeah. And that's what you just described. And it's what you get to do three times a week. <laughs> Shake and bake. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get to do it for a long time. Yes, please, please. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Y'all are great. Thank oh, you for having such me. Such a treat. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> a dancing man. A dancing man, a dancing man with footsteps on the Bob Fosse's Dancing is now on Broadway at the Music Box Theater. For tickets and more information, visit dancinbway.com. Dancing Man, a Fabulous Invalid podcast, is a production of O&M Etc. and the Fabulous Invalid LLC, and a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. Special thanks to Civilian for hosting us, and to our audio engineer, Kyle Moore. If you liked this episode, we've got over 100 episodes of the Fabulous Invalid podcast that you can check out, including a two-parter on the life, work, and legacy of Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. You can find us online at thefabulousinvalid.com and on social media at Fabulous Invalid and on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring 
the laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.